Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! So, folks, you know, it's really important, and I love to preach this here on the Duke Wells Wrestling Podcast. Anyone who's been listening for years, you know, I'm very serious about elevating the voices in the pro wrestling industry that do it right, right? Folks who are not taking advantage of others in the industry, folks who, who want to pass down knowledge, who want to leave the industry as healthy as they possibly can. And I really have a soft spot for the educators, right? The people who train the next generation, because that's the thing, man. If we want pro wrestling to continue to exist and to continue to thrive, then it's so important that we have quality people who know what they're doing pass that knowledge down. And I'm telling you right now, one of my favorite people on the planet I love talking to this lady. I love talking to to her husband. Just really, really down-to-earth good people. And for many years, forget about the fact that they're superstars and champions in their own right. For many years, they've spent out there training next generations. And, and just their influence is all over the business. And it's, it's clear to understand why. And when we see this this women's revolution, this next level of the women's revolution, where literally women are main eventing, major cards all over the world. They're on pay-per-view. They're doing all these things. There are certain folks who you look back at and you say, listen, we don't get where we are today without this person's contribution, not only in the ring, but also behind the scenes, helping to train and get some of these folks ready who are out there making it happen today. So without further ado, welcome back the legend, literally, the living legend, the one, the only, Jazz. How you doing there, Jazz? Yo, what's up? I'm great. I'm great, man. Just, you know, enjoying life. We we got to. We, we got to enjoy life right now. Well, you certainly are. And let me just start off by saying this, and, and I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't mean to overstep my bounds here. I'm not trying to get a, an ass whooping anytime soon. But, <laughs> Jazz, you are close to 50 years old. Yes, I am. I just turned 48, um, August the 27th. Jeez, so happy birthday. Literally, you just turned 28 just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and yet, you're still in incredible shape. So so talk to us about that. How the heck do you manage to keep yourself in such incredible shape, despite the fact that, I mean, you you know, you're not one of them gym rats the, the way that the, the some of them young no. kids used to be there, but you, no. still, you look great. No, I'm not a gym rat anymore, but for, for the, over the, the, the last 25 years, I was. I mean, my husband, is he's a gym rat. And, you know, and, and we just, he, he always told me, like, baby, you got to get in the gym. So 
we were doing two and three days, you know, for the last 25 years in the gym. So that's that's how I've always stayed in shape, you know, just just hanging with him, basically. Yeah. Well, listen, clearly to both of you, it's, it's working out well because, you know, your husband, Rodney Mack, that's another person. Just that brother looks as, in fact, he might look even better today than he did 15, 20 years ago. I mean, just yeah, really, yeah. really he solid. He has crazy work ethic, man, when it comes to working out. I mean, he's he's crazy. Like, you, you can't hang with him. And I tell everybody, I said, just 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 try to just get on the wave and ride with him because you most definitely ain't going to be able to just, you know, go toe-to-toe with him. His work <laughs> ethic is just stupid crazy. You know, he's a jock. And oh my goodness! I said if I'd have known you was this crazy, I probably never would have married you. I was you about know? to say. I was about to say. How did how did y'all link up when when you know? I mean, Ooh, that's how we linked up. Too. That's exactly how we linked up. He was we had our shoot jobs when we first breaking into the business, and he had some crazy job. He was getting off at eight nine o'clock at night, and I'd be damned. He's come knocking on my door, waking me up at nine nine thirty at night to go to the gym, and that was the beginning of it. That is a trip. That is, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's something special because uh, the two of you, you know, you have this beautiful family. You have you, you're blessed with your two beautiful girls and, and yes. you yeah. both have had your journey through the wrestling business together and you remain together throughout all of this and what have you. You really are a shining example of what a lot of folk, including myself, strive for. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's great to see family work together, stay together, and continue to thrive together. Yeah, you know, this day and time, that's this, this all you have is, you know, your family. And, again, we were so blessed that, you know, every part of our journey, we, we, we were together. So it's not like, we, you know, I was gone for two, three years while he was home. It's like every chapter, you know, we both were included in the same chapter together. So it's just a blessing. That don't happen very often, you know. Especially back then, it, it was kind of unheard of, you know, unless you was like the Muncho Mans and the Miss Elizabeth and all that. But, you know, um, coming up in that Attitude Era, it was kind of unheard of. So, yeah, we just were, we was just blessed that we were able to stick together and, and be together throughout the whole, throughout the whole journey. Absolutely. And, and it's wonderful to see. You know, Jazz, one of the things about you is that you're not going to find too many posts online, you know, Twitter, Facebook, where have you, where people are talking about their favorites of all time, and you talk about women's wrestlers, and the name Jazz doesn't pop up. I mean, literally, you are on everybody's list. You're somebody that folk are so fond of and care about and continue to talk about every single day. How does that feel? Because I know that you're a very humble person, and I know that you try to be <laughs> just as normal as anybody. You're just a regular yes. at the end of the day. But how does it feel to know that all these years later, people still, not only do they spend time thinking about and caring about you, but they, they go out of their way to put you over even to this day? You know, most definitely it's, it's just an honor, you know, Um First, first of all, like you said, I'm, I'm very humble, and I really don't even sometimes not say acknowledge that, but it's just that. And Rodney tells me all the time, baby, you forget, you forget who you are, and I and I and I think I really do, you know. I just like you said, because I, I live a regular, normal life, you know, and, and I've always have, you know. It's just I'm just a little country girl from Tennessee and Mississippi, and that's 
and that's just who I am today. Uh, that's just me. Um, but yeah, to still be brought up, you know, it's wow. It's like I said, just honored. You know, it, it's it's a great feeling. That's for certain. It's a great feeling. When you look at the landscape in pro wrestling today, I mean, we're in 2020 now. You know, you really got going about 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. It's clear that your influence is all over the business. I mean, you know, women are not only on the card, they are taking over the card. More often than not, they have the best match of the night. I was was watching Thunder Rosa on that AEW pay-per-view the other day, and literally she had the best match of the night, but... Even before that, on the on the TV show Dynamite, which was a few nights before that, she had the best match of the night there too. And mm-hmm. her style is so it reminds me so much of, of the jazz style of wrestling. And mm-hmm. you know, even going to Becky Lynch and even what Bailey is doing now, Sasha Be- all these ladies are incorporating a lot of the same stuff that you were doing twenty plus years ago. Um how does that feel to see this generation, this current generation, reach back and take a few things from your toolbox and, and continue to take what's old and make it new again? You know, again, um, you know, um, women, when I started, there wasn't very many women. So, you know, we wasn't getting uh, many opportunities uh, opportunities as we're getting in this day and time. So, you know, we were kind of overlooked, you know, so... But now for these promoters, they'll have two or three girls' matches on the card, you know, and, 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 and you know, a total of seven matches, you have three girls' matches. Like, how cool is that? So we're really giving the, we're getting the opportunity to really showcase and, and get on the platform to really, you know, um, showcase uh, women's wrestling and, and showing what we're really capable of doing. I think we've always been, pretty good at what we're doing like i said we were just overlooked and, and wasn't given the um an equal opportunity but now with the evolution going on man it's just it's our time and and i thank god for that you know and for me to be a part of that history a part of that marking is just it's just a great feeling again i wake up every morning i thank god every day for, for life and and just and and just for just for seeing another day and and to get up and go to work and see my kids see my family and at the afternoon, go train, you know, like, it's just, everything was, it was just, it's meant to be right right now with with what's going on with women wrestling. It's just meant to be. We've been going on too long for women not to uh, be acknowledged. And now that we are, and we're taking over, most definitely taking over. And with Thunder Rosa, with Mission Pro Wrestling, shit, it's, man, it's only the beginning. Now, you mentioned it, Mission Pro Wrestling, and I know that they have that Hell Hath No Fury coming up on the 18th of this month, and you mm-hmm. know it's going to be streamed, and folks can uh, get tickets, the whole nine yards. I'll be posting more information about that, folks, in the comment section there. But uh, w- what is your role with Mission Pro Wrestling? Because a little birdie told me that you are involved. Yeah, I'm kind of helping behind the scenes. My, my, my time in the ring is kind of... Uh, on on standstill right now it's probably over with but um i told mel you know uh, reached out to her like whatever she needs me to do i'm there to lend a helping hand so it's not a specific role specific title it's just wherever she needs help you know and i'm I'm there to help her out you know she's a sister to me i love her to death and and i'm there just to help wherever help's needed 
you have a reputation of doing that jazz. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, just even, you know, because I, I really focus on pro wrestling. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm a student of the game in that regard because I'm such a big fan. Um, but we've we've had conversations through the years and what have you. You always gave back, and you always made yourself available to help others, even when you were young in the business, your own self. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what life is about. You know, you bless one, you receive a blessing. You know, um, I was fortunately enough to have some of the greatest of all times to um, actually help me and, and give me knowledge. So why not, you know, try to pass along and give it back? You know, to have Fitz Finley in your head, um, in the ring with me every night. You know, the Tommy Dreamers, the, the Paul Lees, um, the, the RVDs. I mean, oh my God, I, I had so many, many more. The Arn Andersons, oh my God. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. But these were the guys that actually took time, you know, out of their, out of their busy schedule of, of doing whatever they could have been doing to actually give me advice, to actually get in the ring and, and help me work on things. So it's like, why not give 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 back? And plus, it's only saving the business, you know? It's only benefiting the business. So it's just, I just feel that's just my way of, of getting my blessing in return. For sure, for sure. We're talking to the phenom, the living legend herself, Jazz. That's right. Now, Jazz... You and Rodney opened up a uh, new wrestling school, and I know that, again, this is something that you folks have done through the years, but right now you have this dog pound dojo, and everyone's talking about it because literally they know they can go down to, to your wrestling school, they can learn from experienced people who have been in the top companies. They can learn from folk who have learned from the best of the best as well. I mean, literally, talk to me about the Dog Pound Dojo. Yeah, the Dog Pound Dojo actually was established in 1997. So we, we've, we've been doing this a long time. Even, you know, the ECW days, we were we had our own school trying to, you know, um, help help everyone out. So um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're right now we're taking people that's um, – already been trained we're, we're kind of helping them uh polishing them up a little bit uh helping them learn you know tv style matches and focus on tv and 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 focus on like the um the the, the cameras and you, you know because you get so caught up on these indie shows where you, you get so caught up you know messing with the 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 toothless guy in the front row that you forget about there's there's cameras there and, you know, and that's one thing we've always we were taught um, in WWE and ECW. You know, the camera is your best friend once you're in that ring, especially for TV. So we're trying to focus on that right now. Not too many schools teaching that. And I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying not very many focus on that. And we're focused on a lot of detail, little small detail things, too, that mean so much. You know, um, for instance, just giving an arm drag. A lot of people give an arm drag and they roll away from their opponent. No, you're giving an arm drag and roll towards your opponent to um to um to prevent from creating so much space between your opponent. You know, because if you if you're if you're more than arm's distance away from your opponent, then there's no danger. You know, anything could happen. That there's no there's no no sense of danger there. So just little things like that we we try to focus on. Like I said, those very small detail things. 
foot. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, we, Ronnie Mack and I both we're 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 really diehard. You know, we're athletes. You know, football, basketball, track. You know, we've done it all, and so we just thrive on you know people's footwork. Just most definitely, just looking like an athlete out there instead of like you just got two left feet. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the, there are so many schools out there that are teaching the basic fundamentals, which is very important because you have to have a good foundation in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. understand the basics. But I think we have gone so far with the focus on that that we don't have enough finishing schools. So yes. Dog Pound Dojo, the way that you're describing it, I, I would say that that's a finishing school. Yes, most definitely. That's what we. That's what we are. We're a finishing school, and that's we're awesome. working with. And we're working with a lot of different schools around, you know, the Texas area. You know, we're not. We've never been one like, you know, you train at this school, you can't go train with this person. You know, like, no, my students get as much knowledge as they can. You know. Why not? It's only going to benefit the business, you know? So this is how we like to roll, dude. This is how we like to roll. It's all speaking about helping one another out. Speaking of which, I know that you have a relationship with SWE Fury, which is a new indie promotion that is really taking the, the industry by storm. They're on television down that way there. Talk to us about SWE Fury. Yeah, SWE Fury, man, that's, it's, it's our family. Honestly, it really is. Uh, James Beard, you know, Tom Lance, you know, we've been knowing those guys for over 20 years. Uh, James Beard, he's like my uncle, you know, that man was there for my first match ever <laughs> in Louisiana. So that's how far we go back. And he always, you know, anything he's a part of, he always wants us to be a part of it too. So right now we're like the official training school for SWE. That is incredible. And, you know, SWE has so much great talent, especially talent coming up through the Texas area there. Um, Mm -hmm. What is it about Texas that you you folks always produce some of the best athletes and and some of the best pro wrestlers? What is it about Texas? Well, you know, like I say, everything's bigger in Texas, right? I mean, Texas is known for having some of the greatest athletes of all time no matter what sport it is, <laughs> you know, especially football. But, no, but Texas wrestling, I mean, uh, um, you know, from the Sportatorium days, Von Erichs, the Freebirds, I mean, those those guys, you know, they, they put Texas on the map. So it's just, you know, we're just trying to get wrestling back to where it once was, you know, drawing, you know, thousands of, of fans, you know, so. And I think that's that's what SWE is going towards now. We're just trying to bring wrestling back, you know, to Texas and making it bigger and better. I love it. And I love SWE because you're talking about real old school style wrestling. You, you yes. have storylines that make sense. The action in the ring looks like a fight. That's what, you, what it's supposed to be. But it's used for the storytelling, you know. And, 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 I, and I feel that's the lost art of the of the craft these days, you know, everybody can get in there and, and man, they got these cool ass spots. I mean, these phenomenal athletes, you know, but understand the story you're trying to tell, you know, so the fans can, can catch on and, and follow the story. So that's, that's where we're at now with SWE, man. We're, we're having a blast with it. Like I said, we're a family and we're, we're and, and keep your eyes open for us. Like I said, this is only the beginning for SWE. We're about to do some big things. 
Absolutely. And, and I know that anything that Jazz and Rodney Mack is involved in, of course, it is going to be big. I mean, listen, we, we could talk about your accolades, the fact that you were, you know, WWF Women's Champion, the fact that you were, that if I'm not mistaken, you were the first Divas Champion as well, right? Uh, yeah, I was the, um, I, I was the last WWF Women's Champion, the first WWE Women's Champion. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. And in yes. addition to that, you were the NWA Women's Champion. Yes. You've held titles all over the place. You've wrestled all over the world. You've, you've left bodies broken all over the world for sure. <laughs> when you yeah. think back on your career, Jazz, what are some of the things that you're most proud of? Um. Wow. For one, just just making it to that to that big platform, WWE. You know, of course. You know, because back then we didn't have all these other companies that one could actually get a job with. So that alone was a big accomplishment. Um, uh, most definitely going into WrestleMania 18 as the women's champion and walking out as the women's champion. I think that's the first ever in history of an African American woman to actually do that in the history of WWE. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, and it's something special because you're starting to see diversity, you know, throughout the country. Folk are just not taking it anymore. The systemic racism and the foolishness and what have you that we've mm-hmm. had to endure for, you know, hundreds of years, especially in this country. Um, and the wrestling industry, which is you know, predominantly a white male industry. Yeah, for especially you, when I broke in. <laughs> oh, my God. For you at the time that you broke in, a black female of all things and to be out there shining the way that you were shining you were never set up to to succeed this is something that you not only earned but you also took it you know yeah i had no choice you know it threw me out there with the wolves so i had to you know nut up or shut up you know so (laughs) that's just that's just how it was absolutely absolutely and you know listen we don't get naomi we don't get Sasha Banks. We don't get Ember Moon. We don't get these superstars without jazz. Yeah, and that's thank thing. you. And, and I always, I always have to throw Jacqueline in there, you know, because oh yeah, she's yeah, she's that. That's my sister right there. I have to throw her in the mix. Yes. Oh yeah. She's one I, I most definitely look up to. Yeah, and mm-hmm. shout out to Miss Jackie, aka Miss Texas. Miss uh, Texas, that's why I know her as Miss Texas. <laughs> Oh yeah, Memphis, Tennessee, baby, USWA. That's right, that's right, that's right. She was always the truth as well. But it's it's really something else. And, and again, we when we come full circle to today, and you look at a card like the Mission Pro Wrestling card, and you see literally a promotion that is run by women. Promotion is all women on the card. They're they're being promoted and featured, and and they're in a, a, a big time spot. It's just amazing to see the evolution of pro wrestling. And again, we don't get there without people like you, you paving the way and people like, uh, you know, Miss Jacqueline and, and, and what have you paving the way. Yeah. It really is something special. And I'm, I'm just going to go out here and just tell you flat out, thank you and Rodney for your school, because what that tells me is that for many more years to come, we're going to get high quality wrestlers out there because they sat under your learning tree. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's and that's our goal, man. 
We're trying to keep the business alive, and we're trying to do it the right way. But, Jazz, how were you able to do all that and still be a mom? Because I know you got those two beautiful girls there. Oh, my God, yes. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> like, right now, I stayed home from training tonight, and they went with Daddy. I'm like, you know what? Y'all go. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to shower, and I'm going to relax in bed, peace and quiet. That's what I'm going to do. But, no, you, you know, and they're, they're at an age now that, you know, they they love wrestling. They love going to the shows and they love traveling with us, so you know it, it's a family affair, you know, with a Donald Pound, and that's just how we doing it. The pack right. stays together. They're right, they're right. We love to see it. We really appreciate the pictures that you put on your social media, where you're, you're keeping us all up to date. You know, Jazz. One of the things that people always talk about is the fact that you don't necessarily do a lot of interviews. And I don't. <laughs> it's it's crazy because it, just dialing it back to what we talked about a little earlier, where I, you're so humble that you don't realize literally how much people think about you and care about you and want to hear from you. It's like because you said something to me I thought was interesting. You said, well, I'm not doing a lot of interviews because I don't have much to say unless I'm, I got something to say. And it's like, yeah. well, you're a living Don't life. have nothing going on. You want to hear about my dead work? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're a living legend. you got everything going on. You, you've, you've contributed so much. If you never did another thing in the wrestling industry, uh, people want to hear you talk about your journey because, and this is one of the things that I've learned from doing this show and listening to listeners explain why they enjoy hearing from folk like yourself, it gives them an opportunity to think about their own careers, no matter what profession they're in and their journey. And they try to apply some of the same discipline, the same attitude, the same work ethic to whatever it is that they have going on, you know? So, so to hear from somebody like yourself, a successful strong black woman from who her family is tight like the whole nine yards there it's like damn i could do that too i want to be like jazz in every way yes. not the wrestler but the human being yes uh, i was like i say it just it was just my upbringing you know um just just treat people right treat people the way you want to be treated you know it's not about having an ego you know it's just about just being true to yourself you know, and and that way you can go as far as you're meant to go. You know, it's not, nothing can hold you back when you're when you stay true to yourself and, and with no egos and and stop trying to uh, upstage everybody. Remember, you it takes two in that ring to tangle. You know, and and people are giving their bodies to you, and it's not cool to take advantage of it and and injure someone because you feel you can or or you know you can. You know, it's just, I never was like that. No matter, you know, people always say they was all intimidated of me, but I've never, ever, ever took advantage of anyone in the ring. And that's why so many young ladies still want to work me today, because I've never, and I always try to elevate my opponent, no matter how green they are, one year, six months, two years, five years, ten years in the business. I always try to elevate them and, uh, and just inspire them to continue to, to work on that craft. You know, with that way, it's, there's no stopping you. You know, it's funny that you say that because just a few short years ago, and this is when you and I really started getting to know each other, mm-hmm. you at the time was still the NWA women's champ, mm-hmm. and you had a match with Penelope Ford. 
Yes. And, you know, you, 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 you definitely you won. You, you kicked her butt and you gave her a good lesson in that ring. But what I found interesting is that she was so appreciative of being in the ring with you. And she, she talked about the fact that she had learned so much wrestling you. And now she's on TV on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that night she was nervous as hell. <laughs> but I kept telling her, I got you. I got you. Trust me. I got you. And that's what I tell everybody. Don't worry about a thing. Once we're in there, I got you. Don't worry. Well, it's it just that, that's a prime example once again, folks. And this is why Dog Pound Dojo, you want to check out that school. If you're a wrestler, and, and you know, I'm proud to say that there are a lot of wrestlers that listen to this show. If you're a wrestler out there and you just want to make it to the next level, you, you've gotten your, your, your basics down, your fundamentals, you've worked on some cards and what have you, uh, it's time to go to the Dog Pound Dojo. It's time to get that finishing. It's time to get that, that extra education on how to deal with being on TV and pay attention to the, the hard camera and take cues properly and things of that nature. The other stuff. The you other know what I mean? Stuff. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. And Jazz, you know, you're, you're on uh, Twitter. That seems to be one of the, the big mediums today that a lot of folks prefer because they get short messages and what have you, but they also connect. And, you know, anyone listening right now at Phenom Jazz, P-H-E-N-O-M underscore J-A-Z-Z. Please follow Jazz, tweet about Jazz, reach out to Jazz. Again, if you're a wrestler, you want to get that finishing in there, reach out. Definitely Dog Pound Dojo. Um, Jazz is, you know, SWE Fury. She's going to be messing around with Mission Pro Wrestling. Anything else you want to plug, Jazz? Um, I think my Twitter handle for Dog Pound Dojo is um, DP Dojo 4L. That's right. And that 4L is full life, baby. That's for right. life. Once That's you're right. a member of the pack, you're, you're a member for life. That's right. That's right. Now, listen, Jazz, before I let you go here, I got to ask. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out of left field here because listen, you and Rodney, you both are are, are again in great shape. You've always been in great shape, and you know you're out there training folk and what have you. You got those those young ladies that you that you're raising and and they're healthy and what have you. What is a typical meal in the Jazz and Rodney Mac household? If you got to feed the whole family, this is the go-to dish that y'all whipping up that everybody's gonna be satisfied with. Honestly, our go-to is probably baked salmon. <laughs> that's that's our go-to, baked salmon with some steamed broccoli and rice. That's that's our go-to right there. All right, now listen, I ain't going to let you off the hook now. You got to tell me, is there a special kind of seasoning or something that you put on your salmon there? What's up? What's up? You know what? If I do, it's, I, I got to have my my lemon pepper, and, and I throw some lemon slices on there. Um I got a little Creole seasoning we put on there. You know, we, we got to keep that Louisiana um, taste in, in our, on our palate. So most definitely some Louisiana seasoning. But um, yeah, that's basically it. That, that's it, man. And and sometimes when we really feel like pigging out, we most definitely go to a um, to a chicken and sausage and a gravy and rice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with that. I'm with yeah. that. You can eat that breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Okay. I yeah. We still, we still got to keep that Louisiana uh, style up here in Texas. That's right. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Jazz, seriously, uh, on behalf of all the wrestling fans and, and everyone out there, just thank you. Thank you for continuing to model for us what it means to be a decent human being, what it means to be a legend, and, and literally just class personified. We really appreciate you, and, and honestly, we just we want you to continue to be you and pass that down to anyone who's under your learning tree because if we had more jazz in the wrestling industry, I think pro wrestling is going to be around forever. I appreciate that, Duke. I'm, I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Great conversation with jazz. I mean, just wow. <laughs> you know, that that's the legend right there, man. Call the living legend, the phenom. She is just always so positive and humble. And we talked about being humble. I mean, can you imagine somebody with her credentials and who means what she means to the pro wrestling industry? And yet you wouldn't know it because she's just so cool, man. You know, that that's that's jazz. That's jazz. She's cool. And I'll tell you right now, when you think about what's going on with you know, whether you're talking about SWE Fury, it's a great promotion there, whether you're talking about Mission Pro Wrestling, you know, the work that she's doing with those folks over there is such a big deal. Um, she just she's moving, man. She's moving and grooving. You know? And don't forget, uh Mission Pro Wrestling in particular, they have that Hell Hath No Fury, which is coming up. I I really, really am excited about that card. I know you heard me talking about last week with Vert Vixen. That was a big interview as well. Folks really enjoyed listening to her. Um, She's going to be appearing on the card. It's clear Jazz is going to be helping out with Mission Pro Wrestling. This is an all-women's promotion, ran by women, women wrestlers, the whole nine yards. Referees, women, you got it, you know. But Friday, September 18th, 2020, it's going to be streaming live on the Title Match Wrestling Network. So you can definitely watch it from the comfort of your home. But if you want to go see it live, that's um, you got to head over to missionprowrestling.net. M-I-S-S-I-O-N-P-R-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G dot N-E-T. Okay, go to missionprowrestling.net because you're going to be at the Pinball's Kingdom at 15201-I-35. S, which I believe is South Frontage Road in Buda, Texas. Say that three times fast. But, you know, if you can't make it out there, definitely you can be in the comfort of your own home and check it out on Title Match Wrestling Network, Friday, September 18th. And I'll provide some information. I mean, if you have not subscribed to the Title Match Network Wrestling Network before, folks, they're doing a trial period right now where if you sign up, you'll be able to get a few shows for free. So you could actually watch Hell Half No Fury for free, and then you'll still get a couple of more so you can check out some of the other great stuff that they have on the Title Match Network, Title Match Wrestling Network, I should say. They really do a great job promoting indie wrestling, especially when it comes to women's indie wrestling. So big fan of uh, Title Match Wrestling Network. Been a subscriber to this for a little bit there, so got to check them out. Hell Half No Fury, Mission Pro Wrestling. And again, thank you, Jazz. Thank you, Rodney Mack. You know, talking about their their training facility, the uh, Dog Pound Dojo. Once again, that's at D P D O J O 
4L, Dog Pound Dojo for Life. It's in San Antonio, man, and I'll tell you, if you're going to get trained by anybody, get trained by some of the best. Don't sit around going to these no-name places with these no-name people. Get trained by the best, especially if you're somebody who already has your fundamentals down and you just need to learn how to be on TV and work the cameras and all that stuff. Get trained by the best. So please check out the Dog Pound Dojo. Um, good folk, man. Real good folk. And as and you're good folk, right? You keep coming back. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Hope you're all doing well. And, you know, with all the changes going on, folks, and the, the challenges, the COVID-19s, flu season, allergies, we got these wildfires out in California. We got double hurricanes going on down south, just to, just you know, flooding and all kinds of craziness going on in the world. It's that time of year, man, where it's just craziness going on. Um, I appreciate you taking some time to check out this show. Hopefully it's a little bit of an escape from the crazy realities of life. You know, hopefully you can learn something from the show. I mean, I definitely learned from jazz. Just it, it really does pay to be a good person. And as simple as that is, it's not easy in a crazy world where there are a lot of folks out there for themselves. So when you hear somebody who legitimately is out to help others, it's refreshing. And it's definitely something not only to strive for, but to get done in your own lives. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And you know what else is good stuff? Navita's Organics. Now, I am so frustrated because I ran out of my cacao powder. You know, Navita's Organics, they, they have all those great powders and, and what have you, so you can make your smoothies, you know, put it in my yogurt. We've talked about it numerous times, folks. I mean, really, their superfoods um, have helped keep me in pretty good shape. You know, I like literally knock on wood. Of course, I got the, I, I got the, uh, what do we call it? The COVID-15, not the freshman 15, the COVID-15 here. You know, I think we all packed on a few pounds here and there, but for the most part though, feeling pretty well, doing pretty well. And I definitely credit Navita's Organics and their line of superfoods for helping me out. But I'm out of my, my cacao powder. And I like to take that cacao powder and mix it with a little bit of sweetener and mix it with uh, maybe some milk or even some water. If you, if you do that, get your ratios down, you can make your own chocolate syrup. And from that chocolate syrup, now you have a topping that you can put on your yogurt or your, your non-dairy ice creams or your, you know, you can put in your, your coffee. I love to put chocolate syrup in my coffee, you know, especially if I can get it sugar-free. It's always a good bet there. Um, but there's just so much you can do. And I think that with this lockdown, it's really, it's taught a lot of us to learn how to go back and build things from scratch, taking ingredients and creating something right? Changes the way you think about food, at least for me. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Navita's Organics has been so helpful. Their product line, I just really appreciate it. So I got to give my folks a shout out over there. I need more cacao powder. So Navita's, I know you're listening. I'm going to be reaching out. I got to get another order of cacao powder because boy, I'll tell you, I got to have my chocolate. I got to have my chocolate. That's just the way it is. That's right. That's right. You know, folks, the pro wrestling industry is something that is just, it's such a, a blessing. And, and we all as fans, 
whether you're a wrestler or whether you're just somebody like myself who has grown up his entire life watching this stuff, um, we understand what pro wrestling means to us. It's been there during the good times, the bad times, and all the times in between. So it's really just a pleasure to connect with people from the wrestling industry in particular and you know, share information and tell stories and get to know each other and really just continue to foster positive relationships and, and continue to build up the, the industry. You know, because keep in mind, the more that you speak about pro wrestling and its benefits and what's great about it, and you pass that down to the next generation, that's how you keep the business alive. And that's really, at the end of the day, what we should be doing here, folks, right? The best way you can give back to something that's given to you so much is keep it alive. Tell somebody else. Spread the word. It's the way to go. You know, so our next guest here is is somebody who has been in and around the industry for many years and is just a really, really good dude. And, you know, I'm just happy to have him on the show because I love to connect with great people. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Danny J, what's going on there, Danny? Duke, how are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I really, really uh, love this opportunity to come on and, and talk wrestling. Well, you know, Denny, I'm a guy that just, I have a soft spot for other East Coasters. You know, I'm a Boston <laughs> guy. So whenever I talk to somebody from the East Coast, there's just a, there's just a way that we move. There's a way that we think. You know, we get each other in a way that is hard to describe, but we know what it is. So I'm happy to have you on the show, man. This you know? is fantastic. This is really fantastic. <laughs> now, Danny, tell everybody about your show because you you have a great uh, podcast and something you've been doing for years. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell everybody about what you got going on. There. Well, I produce um, a show called That Way Cool Wrestling Show, uh, which I've been producing since 2016. Started out as a project going dating all the way back to 2014. It was in two years of pre-production before I actually got it together to be able to actually video. It's a video podcast, a vodcast, if you will. And um, what we started off with, and the cool thing, well, the cool thing about it is all of us on the show, there's four hosts, including myself, uh, and we're all workers uh, in the business or former workers. So not to offend anybody or anything like that, it's not a Mark show. It's not a fan show in the sense of, hey, what was happening on Raw last night or whatever the case was, what it is is what we provide a behind-the-scenes analytic view about wrestling. Uh, because of our age group, we tend to be a little bit more old school, uh, dating back to the 80s, uh, early 80s and stuff like that. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things like what makes a good tag team, you know, why were jobbers, quote unquote, essential, you know, stuff like that. And then uh, the show over the years has evolved uh, into a sense where uh, we said, all right, we're, we're getting a little bit bigger. People are starting to take notice a little bit. And we started doing interviews and we have been blessed. And I can't say that even any stronger blessed uh, to be able to have interviews like with Haku, the Killer Bees, uh, Harlem Heat. You know, Sean Hernandez, uh, Big Vito, LaGrasso, and, and many, many more guys from the, the past. Reno Riggins, as an example. Ricky Santana. I, the list goes on and on. And we um, have had these great interviews. And I think our guest 
have really taken to the show because once again it is a worker show in a sense so we're we're uh we kind of suspend kayfabe and we we get into the nitty-gritty and something we talk about is not just wrestling but life after wrestling because a lot of the guys we're talking to are retired uh you know what's happening now like what, how do you get out of it are you still stuck in it you know um and it just grew from there and then because the show was uh so much fun for us to do uh and i'm a multifaceted guy i'm also a, a dj and i do a number of other things so it expanded to another show called dj's after dark where we talk you know it's kind of a comedy show where it's a bunch of djs talking around talking road stories and stuff like that and then before you know it, there was a uh, another show called Capes Not Included, which was like a nerd geek show talking about superheroes, which is one of my loves. So before you know it, the channel started building and building with all these different shows. And I built what is now known as the DJB Productions Network. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to www.djbproductionsnetwork.com, you can jump on air. And there's several shows. And I'm currently producing nine shows <laughs> on this network on my free time, which kind of sucks for my family and stuff like that but it really is something creative that i love doing uh but it goes back to the granddaddy which is that way cool wrestling show wrestling started it wrestling will finish it <laughs> and it's it's my first love so it, it's it's been a, a great great uh time in my life and in the life of my brothers so you know none of what you just said surprises me in terms of your schedule and all the shows that you're helping put together and putting mm -hmm. out there on your network because you're a guy throughout your time in the wrestling industry, you've always been active. You've always been doing mm -hmm. stuff and especially behind the scenes stuff. You know, back in the 90s, you, you were on the indie scene recording and producing mm -hmm. and, and doing a lot, helping these smaller promotions continue to, to gain some kind of notoriety and, and helping wrestlers get their stuff out there, yeah. including legends, life after WWE or WCW, NWA, what have you. When you think back to those times, I mean, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I was a fan of wrestling since I was five years old, and now I'm in my mid-40s, so you kind of get the, the time frame. <laughs> but uh, uh, when we started re doing these wrestling shows, and you're doing indie shows, so you're meeting local people and stuff like that. And a lot of them are kids, and, and, and it's a lot of fun. And every once in a while, you'll, you'll see a, someone that will come on as a guest star. It could be Lou Albano. It could have been, you know, I did a show called Break the Barrier back in the day where we had several indie promotions all doing main event matches on one card. So Shane Douglas was there. Lou Thez was there. Uh, locally, Tom Brady. Uh, or not Tom Brady, Tom Brandy rather, um, and 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 Manny Fernandez, and the list goes on. And you start to connect with these guys that you watched on TV, um, which is really cool. But I think the even cooler thing was, and not knowing it at the time, but then hindsight's twenty twenty. I filmed Lita before she was Lita, and before she was Angelica in ECW. I I filmed uh, Big Vito. Uh, before he was Big Vito, when he was uh, uh, doing the German gimmick uh, uh, in New York, in Long Island, we, we did a show for Junkyard Dog, the Junkyard Dog Memorial Card in Long Island, and Skull Von Crush was on the show, and that's where I met him. Uh, so dating back to 99, I mean, I, I, I met a lot of these guys, and 
you know, uh, I had the pleasure to work with the Samoans. I had the pleasure to work with the Iron Sheik, Bam Bam Bigelow. And before you know it, you're getting bum rushed with like, hey, we got to do this promo, got to do this promo. Here's this one. Here's Sonny and Chris Candido. Here's this person. Here's that person. Here's Big Dick Dudley from ECW, you know, whatever the case is. And you kind of have to put your fandom behind you. Of course, you're the professional there. You're you're producing these. I used to produce the backstage interviews, do the ringside camera work, that type of thing, straight to video stuff. And um, but you 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 kind of learn in that sense to not be a quote unquote mark. Um, I don't want to you know offend anybody or anything like that. But you know I don't consider myself what what the industry considers a mark. Uh, I've worked in the industry. These people are human beings. They're doing a show, you know what I mean? And I treat them as such. Um, but it was great to meet these people and, and to meet them out, out of their character so you can actually get a grip on who they are, you know? And, you know, in some cases, was the real person what I expected? Yeah, and sometimes it wasn't. And sometimes that was negative and sometimes that was positive, you know? So it, it was... Overall, it was just a, it's just a fun ride. It, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just a fun ride, and you give yourself a little bit more insight. So when you are watching the product, you kind of know what you're looking for. You can kind of pull stuff out, and that's probably the worst thing about being in the business is that when you watch it, you break it down rather than just enjoy it. <laughs> so you're in a sense of like, you know, I would have did this differently. I would have wrote that differently. This, that, and the other thing. And then meanwhile, you're missing the match that you're trying to watch. <laughs> so it, it's got good and bad with everything. Well, you know, what I like about what you do, Danny, and, and this is the way that you've always been, um, because you care about the business, mm-hmm. because you care about people, you, whatever you do, it's always done in a manner to help somebody else uh, be presented in the best possible light. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's, I just, I, I'm a passionate person about that from a general standpoint in life. I really feel like we're here to help others. So when I see other people uh, live that way, I'm, I'm naturally drawn to them because it's like, yeah, man, that's that's the way it should be. You know, so I, I respect everything that you do there in that regard. And, and you've been doing it for a while there. And, and it's great to see that you continue to do it. Um, pro wrestling really is a brotherhood and a sisterhood and you guys Mm -hmm. look out for each other and and you're always um, finding ways to support each other. And and again, it's great to see even later on when the bright lights are starting to dim a little bit, there's still people out there who are looking out, you know, Um, it's the truth. It's the truth. And you know what? I'll tell you, like it is a brotherhood and a sisterhood and uh, you don't even have to work with these people uh, for them to take on that relationship with you after they met you, so on and so forth. Um, you know, you can compare it to when you see fraternities and, 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 and uh, you know, frat brothers who, you know, they're like together for life and blah, blah, blah. You know, we were like that, but we didn't do all the stupid shit. We just like punched each other in the face and said, all right, now you're my brother. <laughs> you know, I think if real families did this, I think it might be better off. But, you know, I, I can honestly say, and understand, I'm not the kind of person who I was the kind of person who was always uh, very outgoing, very um, 
friendly in the sense of saying, hey, I know you now. I'm going to bring you into everything. I'm going to bring you into my world. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, and, and this happens to everybody, you, you start to learn that that's a bad way to be. And it's sometimes, you know, because you get your hands burned a little bit. So I, I it later in life, became someone that wasn't really like I, I will keep my friends and I will respect and understand who are good friends versus not. Uh, but I don't, in a sense, keep anybody beyond arm's length because that's just, I guess, the the result of, of having your hand burn enough times. But I can honestly say in the industry itself, my brothers will do anything for me if I come and ask them. If I'm, you know... You know, they might razz me a little bit before they say yes, but, but I could definitely go to any of them and say, listen, I need this, I need that. And they're right there. And it's it's an unwritten, it's an unspoken bond that's for life. You know, it really, really is. And it's something that I respect. And it's something that I sit there and say, you know, whether I know you or not, you know, I got to treat you like this because this is the way it's got to be. And that's old school. But you know what? It, it's something that should be just norm. Shouldn't be old school versus new school. It should be norm, and that respect should just be in held in high regard, no matter who you are, no matter where you came from, etc. It's it's always unfortunate when you have, you know, certain people who take that respect for granted or try to take advantage, um, mm-hmm. who literally you know lend a bad name to the business. Mm-hmm. And listening to you talk about being somebody who brings people into your world and, and try to share what you have because that's the way it should be. That's old school, of course. Um, again, you, you want to be a good custodian of the business and you want to make sure it continues to carry on even beyond your years. So right. little things like that that you pass down to other people, um, that's important. You right. know what I mean? And that's how it, it continues to thrive. Um, so it's really tough when you have people who are not doing the right thing and don't approach things the way that people like yourself approach it. Yeah. I know there's been a situation over the past uh, few years where there's a person in particular who, you know, quite frankly, he's been taking advantage and, he, and he's been disrespecting the business by doing bad business. I mean, let's just call mm-hmm. it what it is, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I wanted to provide a place for you to talk about this. And I know this is something that, you know, at first, Danny, you, you were a little apprehensive about talking about because because you're old school, because you guys like to take care of things behind the scenes, so to speak, and police yourselves that, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of it's kind of different to go on a show and, and really openly speak about this. But we do want to let folks know there are some cautionary tales out there that are important to spread the word about. There so definitely is. Definitely I'm gonna, is. I'm going to shut my mouth for a second, and, and please just let <laughs> us know what this this incident in particular that I'm I'm kind of dancing around. Uh, feel free to just let everybody know what's going on. Sure, I appreciate that, and it's the truth. I you know I built the 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 main thing around it is is that I have not been privileged to just be in the business for years and have people on my speed dial. You know when I started doing this wrestling show. Uh, I built my relationships by myself without the help of anybody. Of course, do I have certain friends that are in the industry that I could have gone to and say, Hey, you know, speak my name here, speak my name here. I have them, but as a point of, 
I guess, honor and a point for me to do my show the way I wanted to, I avoided that. And so I reached out and I reached out heavily and got a lot of no's and I got a lot of yeses. And I made relationships with people that, you know, I, I take myself out of it and I say, wow, I got this guy on my phone and I've been talking to this guy and I used to watch him on TV as a kid. I used to watch this guy on TV five years ago. And now this is someone that I'm, you know, have some sort of a relationship, be it an acquaintance, and in some cases even flourished into a better friendships and stuff like that. So that in itself is something that I was like, I need to protect that. Um, uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or saying anything like that, but I did it the old-fashioned way. I was taught how to do this respectfully, and I try and adhere myself to that. Um, and you know, the, the rewards come as they come because of the fact that I, I do that and I try not to cut corners. So going back probably about a month ago or so, a personal friend of mine in the business, uh, Cindy Snow, who, um, for those out there who don't know or, or know, uh, she's the uh, former wife of Al Snow and she is actually the first female WWF hardcore champion, uh, someone that I filmed for years, uh, someone who uh, made a big and someone who I have a lot of great respect for. And she and I personally are just really, really, really good friends. And, and um, you know, we have a love for each other, you know, and, and a respect for each other. So she reached out to me um, last month or two months ago, and actually about two months ago now. And she said, listen, I know this guy who was big in the 80s, and he's restarting his uh, promotion. He approached me uh, about being a part of it, and then I had mentioned you about doing the podcasting because she's been on my show a number of times, that type of thing. And um, so I said, all right, well, I mean, I can, I can give the guy a call, see what it is. And you go into any of this with a grain of salt, because quite frankly, let's face it, unless you're the WWE, unless you're AEW, you're not doing anything, okay? I'm a fan of MLW, but you've seen it's been off for the last six months. I'm a friend of the NWA, which is even a bigger organization. It's been off for the last six months. So understand that if these big feds are not doing anything, it's very highly unlikely that something new that's starting up again is not either. So once again, you say, yeah, if something happens to it, great. If not, no, no big sweat off my back. I'm going to walk this day by day. So I talked to the gentleman about his federation, and I um, have a nice conversation with him. He's a very polite man and very respectful. He's old school, uh, going back to the 80s. And the, the basic gist of it was back in the 80s, uh, before there were develop, development uh, federations or anything like that, he ran out of Connecticut, and he was like kind of like a under-the-table, you know, so to speak, feeder to the WWF. Uh, one of his main talents that went on to be big was uh, Sean Waltman, X-Pac. Uh, you know, he left GWF at the time. If you remember GWF, uh, when that was on for about a minute and a half and, uh, he had left GWF, went to this gentleman's promotion. And then from this gentleman's promotion got dark matches offered to him for the WWF. 
and then obviously became the one, two, three kid, and the rest is history. So this guy who I'm talking about, and I want to keep his name out of it in the sense because of the fact that, once again, I'm not trying to disparage anybody. Um, I'm going to tell factual, and that's it. Um, you know, personally, I have nothing against this gentleman at all. But there are certain things that happened in fruition that, like, that I'm like, this is not the way I do business. And on a personal level, this affected me a little bit as well with my friendships. So I, it's not a good thing. Um, so getting into it, we have a handshake agreement to say, Hey, yeah, I'll do, I'll be the podcaster for you. He asked me to be the exclusive podcaster. I showed him a couple episodes of my show, a couple of the interviews we did. And he said, absolutely. I want you to be the exclusive podcaster for our channel. And, and what we'll do is we'll air our, our stuff on your channel, the DJB productions network for a couple of years. And then with the understanding that we'll eventually, when the website's up and running big and stuff again, we start really making some moves, move it off of your channel, but you will still be the, the podcaster, but you'll be moving the my promotion stuff along with me. I said, okay, that's fine. So I meet a number of uh, people that he's getting involved with it. And these are people that are talent agents. These are people that are promotions people, even some writers. So nobody in the business per se, but people that are going to be doing certain functions for this. Um, I mentioned to him in conversation that I've done writing and I like to do writing. And in all honesty, I said, yeah, I'll do these podcasts, but I really would like to be involved in, in the writing because uh, he was going to have Cindy Snow do writing as well. And I said, because that's something I flourish. I'm an old school NWA guy from back in the day. So it, it would be something I would really enjoy and be able to sink my teeth in. And he said, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And that definitely could happen. And so we kind of leave it at that. And so doing my shows, I'm doing my shows. I said, let me put up a promo for this relaunch of his promotion. And I shoot a promo with his logo behind me and, and the green screen and all nine yards. And it's an energetic promo because I've done like control center stuff, you know, and stuff like that. So I know how to be like, hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, know, you get the, the gist out of it. And I put it up and he calls me up and he says, you know what? I, I, I saw you did this and I was about to say, what the hell is this? Because I want to approve. You want you wanted to approve everything that went out. He goes, but then I watched it and he said, this fucking Danny. Wow. What he did. I love this. And he said, I really want to commend you on what you did. And this is just phenomenal. And he goes, based on that, I want you to be the voice of my promotion. Now, what that means, Joey Styles, not a commentator sense, but maybe, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really, the, the podcaster role is going to really blow up in that sense. So I said, hey, that's great. I love it. You know, so and so forth. And so he says to me, listen, I have a number of old tapes. And he goes, I was thinking to promote the relaunch, we can do some sort of a show where we show some of these old matches. So I said, well, give me some of the stuff. And I said, I'll put something together. Maybe we can call it, uh, you know, rewind or whatever the, the title would be. And I'll sit, I'll put something together. And um, he says, no, that sounds good. It sounds good. And I said, listen, um, the first thing he does, though, he offers when he says, listen, I don't have a lot going into it financially because I have to pay for this, that, and the other thing. So I can offer you shares in the company. It's a limited uh, company. So he has the ability to offer up to 250 shares in the company is what he says. Um, 
folks out there, shares in a company don't mean much if the company went out of business 40 years ago. <laughs> okay, and, and that's actually a comment that came to me from Big Vito himself. He said, listen, 40, you, know, you can have 50 shares of, of a company that went out of business and you still have toilet paper <laughs> in that sense. So I said, that's true. You know, he said, so Vito said to me, don't, just don't do anything for free. And I said, I won't, I won't. And being the guy that I am, and going back to saying, listen, I, 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 I also understand the struggle if like you're trying to bring something back and you don't have a financial backer or something like that. Uh, not everybody has a Tony Khan or a Vince McMahon. So I said, listen, this is what I want to do. First of all, you're not just getting me, you're getting my entire crew for my show because they were there for me when I started this dream of, of setting up this show. The show was my idea and I brought them into it and they have been nothing but supportive. My, my brothers are, are phenomenal in this and I owe them till the day I die for, for, and for doing this with such passion that I have for something that I do. And so he said, no, that's fine. That's fine. I said, listen, if we go out to a, a show, I said, my guys are going to want to get paid. And I said, I would too. There's travel involved, et cetera. Not a lot, but we want to get paid. I said, but understanding that you don't have a lot of cash and stuff like that, this is how you could pay me back. Promote my show, promote my channel, and based on the context that you have, you know, feed me guests that maybe I haven't already had on and stuff like that. I said, and that would be a good way for you to promote me, and it, this way we can help each other out. And he says, absolutely, that's a great idea. We'll be able to do that. So going forward, I start to produce this episode with this, you know, old footage, etc. And I basically put up an intro with the logo, and then it has my logo in the very beginning. And I say, hey, everybody, this is Danny J here with the DJB Productions Network, uh, bringing you blah, 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 promotion show. You know, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. We have a great show for you today. That's so understand, I, I did my little promo in the beginning, and then now it was this show, and it was this promotion. And we go and we do the show, and then at the end, it's, it's his logo, and, so, and, and he, he had given me some extra footage and stuff like that. And as a producer, it didn't fit right, and I've been doing this for a number of years. So I did the show and produced the show the way, you know, making an executive decision the way it needed to be edited. And I give it to him, and he craps all over it. And he says to me, it just seems like it was all DJB Productions, and it was nothing about my, my show. Now, understand what I just said to you is exactly what was there. My logo in the beginning flashes up. Then his logo comes up. I say, subscribe to my channel. I say where I'm from, because remember, my show, That Way Cool Wrestling Show, is the official podcast for this promotion. So obviously I got to plug my show so they know who they're talking to. And then the rest of it was his stuff, which you're talking about. His logo comes up about six, seven times in the show. So I'm like, I'm not understanding why like the, you're, you're coming at me in that fashion. I said, but I said, if you go back in the old school WWF days, it was WWF brought to you by Titan sports. Now Titan sports definitely could have been a bullshit company, whatever, but it was in that fashion, you know, and the guy, we were on a conference call with the guy who does his talent, you know, agent, is a talent agent. And he said, I understand what you're saying, Dan. I understand what you mean. 
So now the agent calls me up separately outside of this conference call and says, listen, Dan, why don't you just don't do anything, don't promote anything, blah, 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 blah. Just do the podcast once he tells you because, you know, he and he's playing devil's advocate like this guy doesn't know what he wants to do, blah, blah, blah. And this is a friend of his. So I said, let me call him up and clear this with him. I said, now, you don't want me to do this, this, and this. You just want me to do this podcast and wait for you to, to do the podcast. And he said, no, no, why is that? I said, because your so-and-so told me to do that. And he said, no, no, you do this, you do this. So now there's conflicting orders coming from people. Now, I don't know these people from Adam other than phone calls. And so I said, all right, whatever. I said, but let me, I said, as far as the show is concerned, I just need you to tell me what you want and I will put it together. But I said, if I'm not going to tell you how to promote, please do not tell me how to produce. Let me do my show the way I need to do it. I said, and I will add whatever you want in there. I can move stuff around. You can do whatever you want when you do editing. Long short of it is, I edit this show four times, four different versions of the show. The result of this is, all right, let me look at it, and then before you know it, I see a version of the show done by himself. He got some small editing program and basically did my format, and it just didn't have me on it, and it had 20 views, and this is on his personal YouTube channel uh, which had, I don't know, maybe 10 subscribers or something like that. So I bring this up to him. I said, listen, you told me that I'm producing these shows. We have this agreement that I'm the producer, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. I said, meanwhile, you're doing this, and there's a bunch of views on there. And I said, listen, this is not how I work. You're either going to have me do it or you're not going to have me do it, but I'm not going to waste my time. I have nine other shows that I'm currently producing outside of what I'm doing for you. So I said, and this is all in my free time. I work two jobs to support my family. So in my free time, at the expense of my family, I do this podcasting. And I said, and I said, my time is very, very valuable. And he says, oh, no, no, that's just me viewing what I did. But I was just trying to get an idea of what I wanted, so and so forth. So this way I can convey it to you. I said, okay, okay. So I said, let me do this other thing. And I'm going to put together exactly what you want. I'm not going to do any production editing, you know, I mean, other than making, putting everything on there that you wanted without me taking anything out that I think is not right. So then I give him that and he says, what is this? And what is that? I said, this is what you wanted. And he said, that doesn't look right. And I said, that's exactly what I told you three times. And he goes, oh, I get it now. I get it now. So therefore <laughs> you see his show that he put up and it doesn't have it on there and, and so on and so forth. So now I'm seeing that he's putting these shows out. He puts a second one out and a third. And now I'm not even tagged in the post of these shows. So I'm like, see, I already see what's happening. So in the meantime, while all this is happening here, he's like, I need this and I need that. And, you know, we're trying to do this thing together. And I'm giving him ideas about what, what, what uh, arenas to go to and stuff like that. And then I say, well, listen, I have a music guy who can do original music. Oh, that's great. I mean, contact with him, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right. And then he goes, I need a graphics person. And I need, you know, I need stuff. I said, well, I have a, a, a graphic, a personal friend of you and I, uh, Noelle Harlow Grosso. She does fantastic graphic work. Why don't you reach out to her? And she, I said, she did all work for my DJ companies and stuff like that. She does great. Okay, I'll reach out to her. 
oh, and I need, a, I need a website. I need somebody to do the website. The guy that's doing my website now doesn't do anything right, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I have a personal guy that does websites. So now I'm supplying him with all these different avenues and all these different people. Meanwhile, anything that I'm putting up promotion-wise, I'm the only one promoting it. His friends are sharing my, my post. They're not posting it themselves. I'm the only one promoting this guy's business. So the website part of it, he tells me, listen, I got a quote of $11,000 to build my website the way I want it. I said, well, I have a friend that does websites. Why don't you talk to him and you guys can come to an agreement, et cetera. So he comes to an agreement of about $4,500 to do this website. And my friend does clocks in about 90 hours in producing this website. Um, and so what happens is uh, my friend said, he goes, listen, he didn't give me my deposit yet. And he said he was going to give me my deposit and he hasn't yet. I said, well, hit him up again, you know, so on and so forth. I tried to stay out of that part of it because it's, it's their business between them. Um, long short of that is we're getting closer to the relaunch uh, time period and my friend calls me and he goes listen I'm locked out of the site and he goes and what I put up is not there and so I go to the site you know the pre-site and stuff like that and sure enough the the landing page that he put up in precursor to him actually uploading the, the website that he built is something completely different it's not it's anything at all it's like come, just says coming soon no graphic no nothing and he can't get into it so now my friend who spent 90 hours building a website and was promised $4,500 in a COVID pandemic where the man's not working, and this is the reason why I made sure that he got this gig so he had some money in his pocket, is now getting nothing for his time and his efforts. That was kind of the last straw for me. I kind of saw what was happening on my end. And I said, oh, well, I'll kind of sit around if he comes at me and says, hey, I need you to do this or do that. Then I said, I'll kind of cross that bridge when it happens. But this really, really ticked me off because this is a personal friend of mine for, you know, decades. And uh, he screwed him out of thousands of dollars. So now I say to Cindy Snow, I said, listen, this is what's happening. I need to back out of this. This is not how I do business. And she's apologizing up and down. She feels really, really bad that she even like, got me involved in it and so and so forth. And I said, listen, you don't have to apologize. This is not you. You had no idea. And, you know, I said, but, uh, and the guy, and, and let me stress, he was never rude. He's not a bad person. He's a very nice person. And we clicked very well. I am not going to lie. We clicked very well. But the business practices that, and the way he was handling this, was completely, in my eyes, unprofessional. Uh, I think, in hindsight, he set a unrealistic date of relaunch, and he didn't have his ducks in a row. So he was scurrying all over the place to do stuff. And when you do that, and you make promises, but you don't have the cash flow to back it up, that's where a problem happens. And now, I had to say to my friend, I'm really sorry that I got you hooked up with it because Cindy's saying sorry to me. I didn't do that much in, in it. You know what I mean? I did a couple of edits of a show, that type of thing, and you know, I could chalk it up to experience and whatever the case is. But now, my friend who chalked up 90 hours of building his site, and it's not, it's not easy work to build a website, uh, 
you know, this guy's left holding the bag and, and no, no cash to show for it and everything. And so I ended up just backing out completely, uh, disconnecting the friendships with him and the associates that I became friends with because of this venture and, uh, going about my business because once again, my channel's got a bunch of shows on it that are flourishing that I'm really, really proud of. Um, you know, as of the time of this recording, I even have uh, Kid Cash coming on my show uh, in, in a couple days, and we're going to do a great interview with that. So my own wrestling show is doing very well, and the bottom line was is that I was not going to really benefit or gain anything from this guy's promotion based on how he left it. Had he stayed true to his promises – had he stayed true and was an honorable person in the sense of, I need to make this happen because I'm making these promises, something could have happened. My wife even said it. She said, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll be good. You just have to be cautious about it, in which I was. But in the, at the end of the day, he unfortunately does what a lot of promoters do, blow a lot of smoke, use a lot of mirrors. And the concern was, and I think your concern was too, about and this is why we were coming on the show today, was that, you know, this is the behind-the-scenes people. Imagine the talent. Now, talent, you know if you're going to get paid or not. You know it's going to be a fight in most cases to get your pay. So talent, I think, know better. And if they don't know better, then they're green, and they need to learn that very quickly. But as far as, you know, behind-the-scenes people, you know, who are – putting up their time and effort for something and showcasing nothing in return. It's not a great thing. And I think the pandemic makes it even worse. If we were all working, would it be as bad? I suppose it would be, but it wouldn't be such an impact as it is now. And as you said earlier, you know, this is a brotherhood and we're supposed to look out for each other. And one thing I made sure I told this man is that, listen, I am not a mark. Working with wrestlers is not, not something to say, oh, that's all the payment I need. That's not what I do because at the end of the day, I'm producing something here and I produce stuff outside of wrestling. So I said, understand that I'm here to do a great job. I'm not here to meet this one or meet that one. That's I'm not a couch potato fan type of thing. So right before we decided to do this show, I spoke out to Noel Harlow LaGrasso and I said, hey, I, just to give you a heads up, I got out of it. This is what was happening. So on and so forth. I said, I said, I, I'm glad you did not get back to him uh, because of this. And she said, Oh, I did. I said, well, he told me you never got back to him. And unfortunately she sent me screenshots basically saying, well, here's what I can do. And I do not take shares. Now, I didn't talk to her. So she's saying this from her own accord and from her own experience. I do not take shares in the company or any kind of promises. I have a PayPal account. It's cash on delivery. And this is uh, because I've been burnt in the past. So therefore, you got to pay me up front and I will produce work for you. And that was the last she heard from him. So he even lied to me about her getting back to him because simply she wasn't going to play this game of imaginary money. You know, he's not even offering monopoly money. It's, it's invisible money <laughs> in a sense. So, um, 
I guess at the end of the day, this this is the kind of stuff that's happening. I don't think anybody really should do business with him in that sense. Uh, but if I'm going to be completely honest, based on how things are, how he missed his relaunch uh, time frame and everything like that, I don't know that it's going to get off the ground. I think there's going to be a lot of hoopla until the first show has to come to pass, and then that show won't come to pass. Um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for people that want to watch some local wrestling because uh, local wrestling, you and I both have gone to many, many shows, and uh, you know, and it's, a, it's so much fun when it's up close and personal. But if you're not going to get all your stuff together and it's going to look half-assed, then it's going to be half-assed. And I was fortunate enough to get out of it uh, unscathed to a point, but my friends were not uh, that I got involved in it. And that, that angers me a lot about that. And unfortunately, that's uh, the part of the business. And I think people need to know that, you know, when they're watching wrestling, that there's so much that goes into this and there's so much more drama behind the scenes than there is in any sports entertainment writing that can be done. The WWE cannot write this shit. This is real life. And the drama is real. Believe what I tell you. And, and that's so unfortunate. I mean, you're talking about money. I mean, literally people's livelihood uh, for somebody to be taking advantage of people and not paying, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that is just, that's, it's crazy to me. It, it it's is. just completely crazy and, and it's unacceptable. And, you know, folks, this is the sort, sort of stuff we got to call out. We can't mm-hmm. just sit back and allow this to happen. And, you know, there, there are a lot of crooked promoters and, and people who, you know, just take advantage and really mm-hmm. ruin a good time for everybody else. So just from a general standpoint, um, Danny, do you have any advice for anybody out there who, you know, is doing business within the wrestling business? Any advice that you can give them about how to stay away from these shady characters? Cash up front. (laughs) That's the best thing I can tell you. You do cash up front. Do not accept promises. Do not accept fictitious shares in companies. Um, Do not produce anything until payment is in hand. Noelle had it great when she said, listen, payment up front. Because I am not going to do something and put my time out there and then get stiffed on the bill. So you definitely have to get payment up front. If you're talent, I suggest you look into the promoter that's, that's contacting you. Talk to other wrestlers that worked with them. Get the good and the bad. Don't believe the bullshit because let me tell you something. The one thing about a promoter is that they have a high charisma. And the reason why they have a high charisma is the reason why they got in promoting in the first place. They are like a ringmaster in a circus. And it goes back to that old thing, wrestling's a big circus. And it really is. And that promoter's the ringmaster. And they will make you think you can walk on water. They'll make you think that they booked unicorns for the next act. They'll make you believe anything. And the problem is, is that it's all bullshit. And you have to take it for what it is. So cash up front, research these people that you're talking to. Uh, I've been in the business where I've seen great promoters and I've been in the business where I've seen complete scumbags. And at the end of the day, you're like, wow, you know, this is crazy. I mean, when you say have a show and you book, I don't know, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Greg Valentine gets paid 
because he's not going to do a show without getting paid. But the rest of your kids on the show are not getting paid. Like you mysteriously disappear. I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen. I actually was at a show once where Tony Atlas did not get paid right away. And he punched my boss in the face because my boss jokingly said, yeah, he's not around here. I don't know where he went. So you have to just deal with it. You know, he thought it was a big joke. Meanwhile, Atlas was like, I didn't get paid. And who are you joking with me? And he punched my boss in the face for real. Now, this is the kind of shit that happens. And that's Tony Atlas. Imagine a, a young kid who's going to be out there and say, uh, yeah, I didn't get paid. And it's like, good luck trying to get it. So you need to do research. You need to get paid up front. Big Vito said to me, shares in a business that went under 35, 40 years ago is about as good as toilet paper. And it's the God honest truth. So by all means, know your worth, do your research, and always get paid up front because that's the only way you're going to make it, not just in the wrestling business, but in life in a sense too. It's a life lesson. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things, it's one of the positive things that wrestling can bring to you that, guess what? It's not all, it's not all this glitz and glamour. It's not all good guys versus bad guys. There's unfortunately a lot more heels than there are faces in this business. And you come to, to see that when you work inside of it. You know, Danny, you, you told a hell of a story there. And that is just, <laughs> I'm it's sorry really, to ramble. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a story. And it's, a, it's something that people um, can take a lot from. So let everybody know uh, what's the best way to find you on social media and also your, your, your shows, man. Let's plug, plug away. I really appreciate that. You can reach me on Facebook. It's Danny J. It's D-A-N-N-Y-J-A-Y. You can actually look up DJ Danny J, and I have a a like page there you can go to. My YouTube channel, which is DJB Productions Network, you can just simply go to www.djbproductionsnetwork.com. That'll take you right to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Check out the shows. There's a number of different things on there from wrestling to comedy, to geek nerd stuff. I mean, I try to do on YouTube, which is very rare, where my channel produces a number of different things rather than just one thing. So if you look on YouTube and you say, oh, I subscribe to this guy, he's all wrestling, or I subscribe to this guy, he's all cartoons. On my channel, you'll get wrestling, you'll get geek nerd stuff, you'll get music shows, and you'll get uh, comedy shows. You know that we, that I produce and, and stuff on there. It's an it's a multifaceted channel. I'm very proud of what has happened, and I've been very blessed to be able to produce what I've done. So please go to www.djbproductionsnetwork.com. Subscribe, check it out, and Duke. By all means, I have an open invitation for you to come on that way, Cool Wrestling Show, because we would love to talk wrestling with you as well. His name is Danny J. He just threw out the invitation. I'm definitely going to take that, folks. So stay tuned, and you'll be able to hear me on that show as well. Take care, Danny. You as well. Have a great day. Really appreciate talking to Danny J. Like I told you, cool as hell, just a good guy. And I I mean, hey, (laughs) treat people right. It's the main idea, and especially in the wrestling industry. Please, just treat people right, man. Just treat, treat people right. That's it. Don't try to take advantage of people. Don't try to do the wrong things. Treat people right, please. So again, thank you, Danny J. Thank you, Jazz. And thank you for listening. Join us next week where, listen, I I have another trainer coming on the show. And and 
you know, here's a guy by the name of Rick Luxury. He trained, not only is he trained Jungle Boy, AEW superstar Jungle Boy, but he's also trained Thunder Rosa. And you know we love Thunder Rosa on the Duke Loves Rousing podcast. I can't believe Jungle Boy and Thunder Rosa were trained by the same people. He's also trained Marco Mania, who was on the show a couple weeks back. So I'm like, look, I know all these folks who are your former students. Let's get you on the show here. So Rick Luxury would be on next week. Should be a great conversation. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.